morning comes from the Gospel according to John. We're in chapter 19, and we're going to start with the first verse, and it goes like this. Then Pilate had Jesus taken and whipped. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and dressed him in a purple robe. Over and over they went up to him and said, Greetings, King of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Pilate came out of the palace again and said to the Jewish leaders, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no grounds for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and their deputies saw him, they shouted out, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate told them, You take him and crucify him. I don't find any grounds for a charge against him. And the Jewish leaders replied, We have a law, and according to this law, he ought to die because he made himself out to be God's son. When Pilate heard this word, he was even more afraid. He went back into the residence and spoke to Jesus. Where are you from? Jesus didn't answer. So Pilate said, You won't speak to me? Don't you know that I have authority to release you and also to crucify you? And Jesus replied, You would have no authority if it had not been given to you from above. That's why the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. From that moment on, Pilate wanted to release Jesus. However, the Jewish leaders cried out, saying, If you release this man, you aren't a friend of the emperor. Anyone who makes himself out to be king opposes the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he led Jesus out and seated him on the judge's bench at the place called the Stove Payment, in Aramaic, Gabbatha. It was about noon on the preparation day for the Passover. Pilate said to the Jewish leaders, Here is your king. The Jewish leaders cried out, Take him away, crucify him. Pilate responded, What? You don't want me to crucify you don't want me to crucify your king. We have no king except the emperor, the chief priests answered. Then Pilate handed Jesus over to be crucified. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So um, when I left high school, and probably a little bit before high school, I left high school, my goal in life was to not be my mother. Not at all. Didn't work out at all, Penny. Um, <laughs> my goal was to not be my mother, who, by the way, is an awesome, amazing person, and that was a terrible decision. But I was a teenager, right? And any teenager, or any person who's ever been a teenager, I'm sure, had the same goal. It may not have been your mother. It may have been your father. But there was somebody in your life that you tried really hard not to be. I guarantee it. And it continued, oh, until I was about 25, 26, 27, 34, whatever. Um, <laughs> right? And I did things that were really silly. Like, um, I decided since my parents ate meat, I was going to be a vegetarian. Just to make it difficult on my mother, right? Oh, I also decided since my parents went to church, I was going to be a Wiccan. So I did for about two years. Yeah. Not a great, that was also not a sustainable plan. Um, <laughs> you know, things like that where I decided that whatever my parents did, I was going to do the opposite. And you can, you can guess how this story went. Um, not well, right? 
And sometimes not being our parents is an okay thing, and it's okay, it's not a big deal, but I realized that I completely failed in my goal yesterday morning um, because I stood in the kitchen of my house making tuna fish sandwiches, which I hated in high school because tuna fish sandwiches after six hours in a cooler are absolutely revolting. But my mother made tuna fish sandwiches because we couldn't afford to eat out and we spent all day at the soccer field, right? My brother played soccer, I played soccer, my little sister stood on the soccer field. <laughs> and so we spent all day at the soccer field. Sometimes it was all weekend at the soccer field, right? And we ate tuna fish sandwiches. And so when I stood in my kitchen making tuna fish sandwiches on Sunday morning, packing up my three children to get in our minivan, yeah, to go to the soccer field, I failed. I really failed because um, the baby spit up on me and I went back inside and put a new shirt on and guess whose t-shirt it was? My mother's. <laughs> so try as hard as we might, we cannot run away from who we are, right? Oh yeah, oh I know. Sometimes my children pretend to take care of each other. They'll declare themselves mom and dad. Then you go, yeah. And they will mimic me, myself or my husband. And do you know what happens? I change my parenting style. <laughs> Is that what I sound like, right? And it's really, 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 really just not something we can avoid. <laughs> we are our parents' children. And we can define ourselves, we can try to seek an identity that is separate from that. But what it turns out to be is a very weak identity. And I don't mean weak like sad, you know, or like, dude, that's weak. Um, I mean weak like it's gonna crumble. Like as soon as that identity is challenged in any way, as soon as something bad happens, as soon as something comes into your life that causes you to question that identity, that identity will fall. Because there's nothing to hold it up. There's no substance to it, right? Because all that you've done is to find yourself as not them. All you've done is to find yourself as not your parents, or at least I'm not like those people. Hmm? We do this in the church all the time, right? We're Presbyterians, at least we're not like that crazy church, yeah? Or we define ourselves as at least, you know, I may not be perfect, but my politics are correct because I'm not that person, right? We do this all the time. I'm not gonna be that person, and so we define ourselves in our identity by being not something else. I saw somebody the other day define themselves as an anti-anti-Putin, which I don't understand how that's, what, like what, thank you. What is that? I'm anti-anti-Putin, okay? But that doesn't tell me what you are. It just tells me what you're not. And when the Jewish authorities arrested Jesus, they didn't know who they were either. It wasn't like they were standing up on principle. Because Jesus was Jewish, he went to synagogue, he followed the rules. And so it wasn't that they were arresting somebody because they knew who they were and that person was wrong. 
They arrested Jesus because they were afraid and they didn't know who they were anymore. They went to Pilate and they asked Pilate to do it because they were afraid and they didn't know who they were. And Pilate was weak too because Pilate didn't know who he was either outside of this role that he had as being Pilate. And he knew that if he didn't follow through with what he had said, his job, then it would fall apart, all of it. He'd lose everything that he had built. And so what we have here is a cycle of violence perpetrated by people who are afraid and weak. The religious authorities take Jesus to Pilate to have him crucified. And all they can do is tell Pilate that he's not the king of the Jews. They don't know who Jesus is, but they know he's not this. And they know that they are not Jesus. And all that matters in this situation is that Pilate understands that they are not Jesus. And they go into this tired trope of my enemy's enemy is my friend, which is never true. Your enemy's enemy is also your enemy, right? My enemy's enemy is my friend. And so they say, we have no king but Caesar. We have no king but Caesar. Now, we've been following the story of Jesus' arrest and crucifixion for the last several weeks. And how many times have you heard the Jews say that they didn't want to be under the yoke of Caesar? How many times do they say that they're afraid of what Caesar's going to do and they need to protect themselves? And when it comes, push comes to shove, they lose their entire identity because they need Caesar to do what they were too afraid to do for themselves. We have no king but Caesar. Their entire identity crumbled in an instant as soon as it was challenged. Because all they knew was that they didn't want to be Jesus. They had no integrity of purpose. They had no integrity of identity. They had no goal other than to not be Jesus. And on this Palm Sunday morning, I wonder how we choose to identify ourselves. Are we defining ourselves by who we're not? Are we defining ourselves in our actions by being something other than who we are called to be, which is the child of God. Jesus stood up in that courtyard and he said, you can say whatever it is that you want to say about me because I know who I am. You can call me the king of the Jews if you want. You can scourge me, you can hit me, you can whip me, but I am the son of God. And I'm here for a purpose and a reason and it's not to be against you. I would love for you to be with me. Come join me. But I'm the king of the Jews and you can do what, I'm not the king of the Jews. I'm the son of God. And you can do whatever it is that you want to do to me. You can say whatever it is you want to say. Because I know who I am. Jesus stood up. And I know it's hard. And I know that I'm not a fully formed Liz. And 20 years from now, I may have a completely different identity than the one that I have right now, right? When my kids leave the home and I'm no longer mom and now have to figure out who I am again, I understand that that's going to be an identity shift. But it's not going to be defined by what I'm not anymore. My identity isn't defined by what I'm not, but what I am right now, which is a child of God. 
And so people can say whatever it is that they want to say about you as long as you stand firm in that identity. I'm a child of God. And maybe you're searching for an identity. Maybe you can't figure out what it is that's good about you. Maybe you come to church this morning and you think that everything there is about you is wrong. I've been there. But I invite you to leave this morning feeling different. There are 10 words put up in these windows that describe what it means to be a child of God. Inclusion, sustaining, honesty, support, good choices, forgiveness, community, justice, comfort, and trust. And I bet if you search your heart, you'll find one of those as your identity. Maybe you are not all 10 things, none of us are all 10 things, but maybe today I can be a person who includes other people because I'm a child of God. Maybe today I can be a person who stands for justice because I am a child of God and that is my identity. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And so I invite you to see yourself first, like Jesus did in the middle of that courtyard, as the son and daughter of God. And it doesn't matter what other people say about you, and it doesn't matter what you say about yourself. It only matters what God says about you this morning. You are God's child. Hallelujah. Amen.